Where to begin, right? This is, uh... I don't know... Hmm. I want to say I kind of expected this. Because all week, I have increasingly, increasingly got more annoyed with the head coach... And we're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about a lot of guys in this game. The Eagles, for the second straight week, against a very good team, got their asses kicked in an uncompetitive game. 33-13. to um, Five reasons why? Hmm. Okay. Well, fifth, we're going to start with A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts. They're fumbles. More so A.J. Brown than Jalen Hurts because A.J. Brown had a penalty on the play prior to the Hurts fumble. It would have been first down, I think, yeah, first and goal, right? With the, After the Goddard play, it would have been first and goal. Instead, they called Brown for offensive P.I. So, yeah, take Jalen Hurts out of it. We're going to go with... Uh, AJ Brown. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, Jalen can't fumble the football. I get that. Listen, I'm 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 not denying that. I don't want to see my quarterback running power plays though in the first quarter. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny how the Eagles I seem are, are the only offense that needs to have their quarterback run between the tackles for it to be successful, right? I didn't see Dak run between the tackles tonight, but um. That penalty drives us to first and 20. We call literally a running uh, quarterback power, and he fumbles the football. In plus territory, you know, you're in the red zone. Points off the board. A.J. fumbles the ball later in the game. Started the second half. We were inside the 40. He Jalen threw a great ball to him down the sideline. And again, here's the thing. when When I applaud you, for making a catch that's incredible. I'm not sitting here saying this was an easy play by any means. But you're supposed to be the man. You're making plays that it's the wild play. You have to make some. And there was opportunities tonight. And not just AJ. Because AJ, I mean, his stats look better than they were. And again, it's a cumulative effect on this offense. They They, they were... Abysmal. But, well, you know, let's go into it. Fourth reason why? Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith more than A.J. Brown. Devontae Smith had a lot of opportunities to make some really big-time plays tonight, and he made none. The pass on, I think it was a third down. Yeah, before we did the fake punt, which was actually the most creative play they had on offense in, it seems like, three years. Um, before that, though, Jalen made a nice play. Again, it's going to be a hard catch. But here's the thing: like, if you don't, you know, you don't draft a guy at ten overall. You don't pay an agent. You don't pay people big time to be like to not make big time plays. If if they are only going to make routine plays, you could get you know anybody to make routine plays. 
Put it like this. Think about this on offense tonight. Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown, and Devontae Smith were the only people to catch the ball when we weren't running a trick play, which is a, you know, a fake punt. That's our offense. I said it to everybody. Like, it's funny. I said this. I've been saying it. I go, it's ISO basketball, right? Just the three guys. That's the progression. On, on every, we're going to hold it because I'm going to get into that in a second. But essentially, the Eagles progression chart on every play is, pass play is, Brown, Smith, Goddard in any order you want. Maybe this is Goddard's first, then it's Smith, then it's Brown. Maybe this play, it's Smith, and then it's Brown, then it's Goddard. Maybe this one, it's Goddard, Brown, then Smith. Maybe this one, it's Brown, Smith, then Goddard. Like, that's what it is. They're, they're, it's it's so predictable. But Devontae had it, like, it was 27-13 by some miracle. And on that second down play, I mean, Jalen throws a dime. That's got to be caught in the end zone for a touchdown. You know, like, I really don't think Jalen Hurts played a bad game tonight. I really don't. I think he actually played a rather good game. I thought he made enough plays out there for us to compete in this game. Not saying win, compete. But he was not helped out. He really wasn't. And trust me, the offense is the ultimate culprit. That's why when we do these five reasons why, we're going to get to the offense again here later in this. Third, um... We'll go with we'll go with I have it written down. I just don't want to look. <laughs> Josh Sweat and Sean Desai. And I know that's like all encompassing there. But Josh Sweat provides nothing on the edge. Nothing. He is a zero. Like we get no pressure from Josh Sweat. Our D line, like Hassan Redick had two sacks tonight. He had one at the end of the first half, and then the one here on the like the fourth the third down rollout when it's 30 to 13, where Prescott really was just either gonna throw the like it, it was almost like he was gonna take a sack or throw a completion a short when he wasn't gonna put the ball in the air. And he got him. Cool. But it's empty pressure. I mean, they don't pressure the quarterback. Like it's occasionally here and there. But Josh Sweat does nothing. Like he 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 doesn't win. He doesn't win. We invest all this money. We want these guys, like, we're going to pay all these guys on your D-line. You know, you picked Nolan Smith at 30. What has he done? I don't want to hear he's a rookie. He's a first-round rookie. He contributes zero? Like I said, I don't write the book on a rookie player. But he doesn't even have a book. He can't help. He's not helping at all. You know, you could be a rookie and actually have a little success in the NFL. They don't, they don't, you know, stop that. That's not just like something that's not allowed. Like Jalen Carter's had an impact. He had a touchdown. He had our only uh, touchdown tonight, ironically. And I don't want to hear, well, one was picked, you, you picked Smith at 30. You picked Carter at 9. They were talking about picking Smith at 10. Would you imagine? Let's just say Jalen Carter had gotten picked 7. And we took Nolan Smith at 10? Could you imagine that? He's lucky he was picked at 30. 
because he kind of like falls out of the spotlight because Jalen Carter takes it, but we get nothing from him. And it's the scheme. It, that's what the Sean Desai thing is. Like I said, I still firmly believe that Sean Desai is a better defensive coordinator than Jonathan Gannon. I truthfully do. This Fangio scheme is terrible. It is. It's, it's, they're, the Eagles don't dial up pressure enough. And I don't want to hear the stats about, oh, when they blitz, it's this. Well, you don't have to telegraph your blitzes. You know what I mean? You don't have to telegraph where the pressure's coming. If you disguise it properly, blitzes work. You know, it's not just showing your hand. But I mean, the scheme is broken. I know the players are not of the caliber that they were. Of course. That's clear and obvious. Our D-line is terrible. You pay all that money on your D-line to have a, literally getting sacks on third down, it was 5%. They got one tonight on that last, uh, the Reddick sack on the last drive of the game for the Cowboys where they weren't trying to score. Like it was an intentional sack. So it'll inflate that fake number. But 5%? For all the money you pump into the defensive line? Like Fletcher Cox was the only one who made a play tonight. And everybody wanted him off the team. So second reason why, let's just go into that. Howie Roseman. Let's go to the back end of the defense. It's Howie Roseman. Who is good in our secondary? Like who's a really good player? Outside of like, trust me, Slay is still a good player. Like he is. He's a good player. Who else? Everybody got so mad at the 49ers, right? Oh, man, they said they were going to cook James Bradbury in that NFC title game. He was an all-pro. And I'm not going to sit here and take shots at James Bradbury because he did play very well last year. He made, again, he made a play in the Buffalo game this year. I understand it. But he is a liability. He is. He's a liability. He can't play man defense. Like, he's an excellent zone corner. That's great. He can't play man defense. Got to be able to play a little man in the NFL. He can't do it. But besides him, and, and I know people are going to point their finger at him, who, who do we have, like, as a young player that shows promise in the second? Like, we don't got anybody besides what? Sidney Brown at safety? Okay, great. I'm talking corners. Because Keely Ringo finally got on the field tonight. And the first thing he does is Rip cooks his face mask and gets a pass interference and a 15-yarder on top of it. You know, it's... They gave Josh Job a shot. He was out instantly. That's the other thing, too. It's like these young guys get on the field and we're quick to instantly get them out. They can't have any growing pains out there. They're young players. That's what's going to happen. But we keep veterans on the field who make the same damn mistakes week in and week out too. Nothing changes there. Howie Roseman, just uh, he's failed the Eagles this year. It's okay. You can admit it. Everybody doesn't have to sit here and, 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 and go, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, ah, Howie, Howie. Like, he's failed the Eagles. 
He wanted to turn over the secondary, but he didn't have the balls to do it. Like Bradbury hit the open market. We released Darius Slay. Only to sign Bradbury and re-sign Slay. And again, like I said, Slay is still a very good player. I'm, you will not hear me say anything about bringing him back. I don't care about his damn Twitter beefs and all that. I don't pay attention nor care. But I mean, we let Chauncey Gardner-Johnson go. We didn't have a replacement for him. Like that, that's, that's where you got to look at things. We could have easily brought him back. But then it became an ego contest. And that's what this team is, ego stuff. Like Nick Sirianni's ego had to win out with Denard Wilson. Couldn't bring him back. Howie's ego had to win out with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Couldn't bring him back. Could have drafted Brian Branch. No, their ego had to win out. It's all about the D-line. Drafted Nolan Smith. But I mean, we get mad at Eli Ricks. You get mad at Josh Job. Eli Ricks was undrafted. Josh Job was undrafted. Keely Ringo, again, I'm not writing the book on Keely Ringo because he had a penalty on his first significant playing time of the season in week 14. Young players are going to make mistakes. You have to let them grow. I mean, look at our defense. From the third drive of the 49ers game, until halftime of this game. In 10 possessions, I'm not counting the kneels that the 49ers took at the end of the game last week. In 10 attempted possessions to score touchdowns, we gave up nine touchdowns. And on the one we didn't, we gave up a field goal. Uh, hello? Hello? I mean, that's comically bad. You're 32nd in the league in so many statistics. That's not good. Unless you're 32nd in turnovers, if you're 32nd in anything, people lose their jobs for that, as they should. It's ineptitude. We are deprived of defensive talent in the back end. Sure. Uh, do the Bears have a better secondary than the Eagles? Probably. I mean, I'm just asking, though. Do you want to go through the whole teams, all the teams in the NFL? Do the Vikings? And I, I specifically point out the Vikings because Brian Flores is... The, think about what they went from. Let's use them as an example. They had what? Ed Donatello was their defensive coordinator, but it, it was literally the Fangio-style defense last year for the Vikings, and they were picked and... Oh, yeah, they won. Remember, they won at the end of the year. Like, they were a winning team because they played an elite-level offense, but they barely won a bunch of games. Everything was close because their defense just was, was horrible. And when it mattered most, their defense caved like you knew it was going to. They bring in, uh, they bring in Brian Flores. His scheme is so much more aggressive. They won a game today 3 nothing. 
I, again, they beat the 49ers. Their scheme is so much better. They will punch you in the mouth. They're not afraid of you making one big play on them. That's what we coach with. Which, which leads me to the number one reason why we got pummeled again. And that's because Nick Sirianni is a liability. What else does anybody need to hear about him? Like, I mean this. Do you have faith that Nick Sirianni can out-coach? And I'm talking not just coach, like I'm talking game plan. I'm talking creativity in terms of the offense because that's what he is. He he's a specializes on offense. That's what he's here for. This is his offense we run. People like to point the finger at Brian Johnson, but it's this is Nick Sirianni's offense. You know? You you could say all oh, Brian's play calling. Here's the thing. Brian Johnson is handed a book and it says, This is Nick Sirianni's offense. You call the place from this. It's not his. He's just calling the plays of somebody else's offense. Watch the Colts. Do they run the same offense the Eagles ran? Shane Steichen was here. What, he went to Indianapolis and all of a sudden decided to let his creative juices flow? Nick Sirianni was Frank Reich's offensive coordinator. It was Frank Reich's offense. I look at our offense and I see high-level talent across the board. And I've talked about this. I'm not going to repeat it. I don't see any creativity with anything that we do on offense. There's no jet sweeps. There's no... Again, there's just nothing that tries to confuse the defense. They motioned a little bit more tonight. That was cool. Whoop-dee-doo. It's almost doing it to spit in your face. I just have no faith in the coach. I don't think he's a good coach. Let's just call it what it is. How dare you be prisoner of the moment? You were in the Super Bowl. You're going to react like this? Oh, blah, blah, blah. We've now, this is three years we're in. I'm not discrediting us going down to Kansas City and winning against a team that's clearly flawed. They're eight and five. You know, you could. Pound your chest over beating them now. They're 8-5. and five. I'm not going to sit here and say that the Buffalo game and the pouring rain wasn't awesome or the offense was incredible in the second half of that game. Yippee. But I mean, besides the Miami game this year, which was their best game, they have not beaten any team the way they should have, which a great team would. New England could have beat them. This guy's foot, remember, like Joe pushed him out. It was like a fraction of an inch on fourth down. They would have got that, they would have won that game. I mean, Justin Jefferson doesn't fumble the ball in week two going into the end zone at halftime. The Vikings lost that game by six points. Because Sirianni at the end of that game didn't realize to go for two, by the way, to make it a 14-point game, another mental gaffe from him. You know? They had a nine-minute drive to keep Tampa Bay off the field at the end of that game. Washington has the nuts to go for two points in Philadelphia. They would have beat us in Philadelphia. They almost beat us twice. 
They're terrible. That's where we're at. Everything is by, oh, the schedule's finally getting them. It's, it's a war of attrition. They're tired. Does anybody else realize when you play football on Sunday, you don't play another game until the following Sunday? So this tired excuse, can it's BS. Like, I, I don't want to hear that. I mean, I don't know about any of any anybody out there listening. Do you ever play basketball, pick up basketball, you ever run? I don't know what you do. If you do something very strenuous, are you still feeling it the following week? Well, yeah, they're going to feel stuff. Like Every football player feels it, but I don't want to hear their legs are tired a week later. Nick Sirianni's offense is vanilla. It's bland. It's predictable. There's no scheming anybody open. I told you, it's ISO basketball. In 21, we beat nobody. Nobody were at the squat in the NFL that year. We got to the playoffs because we played a cake schedule. And when we got to the playoffs, we got exposed for what we were. It wasn't competitive. We scored zero points in a playoff game. Like or whatever, it, in meaningful minutes of a game, it was thirty-one nothing, in that game. And last year, put your hand up. It's okay, you can admit it now. We could all sit here and say we were very beneficial, uh, very big beneficiaries of the schedule we played. Sure, we almost took it to a Super Bowl. That's great, but we didn't because you know what happened in the second half of that game. In what Nick Sirianni believes is the proper defense, we gave up four consecutive touchdowns to lose that game. I, I don't know what else people want to hear. Do you want hope? Here's hope for you. The Seattle Seahawks are going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles next Monday night. Start there. There's your hope. We're not beating Seattle. I don't want to hear the hoorah speech and the, oh, we're going to do this and that and the other. I don't believe in the coach. At all. His offense is so boring and predictable to watch. And the only reason... The only reason the Eagles have offensive success is because they have all-star talent. I got a spoiler for everybody. I've never coached a game in my life. But if I took over as Alabama's head coach, I surely, I, I would win some games. Is that because of me or is that because I have an all-star team around me? This team ain't winning. You you could talk about super. The Super Bowl's done. Like that. That's not. Don't even bring that up. They ain't winning a Super Bowl. Not right now. Not this team. 
Not this team that's played the last two weeks. They've been uncompetitive. Like, it's one thing to lose. They're uncompetitive. And not just defensively. Offensively, they're uncompetitive. I just wish I knew... Like, if you told me what's one... Like, I still believe in Jalen Hurts. Sure. (laughs) We're grasping for straws. Like, this thing was... Like, think about it. Everybody who watched this game tonight, you knew it was over after Jalen Hurts fumbled the football. Here's what the Eagles' offense has become. The defense is so abysmal that they play, it's like playing pickup basketball. And you're playing against somebody who just doesn't miss. And you you watch, you're on the sidelines. You guys got next. And you're watching the team prior, the two teams playing prior to you. And the one team has a guy who just doesn't miss shots. Maybe two guys who just doesn't miss. So when you get out there, you're like, all right, man, we gotta, we gotta score. And you get the ball to start the game, you miss a shot. That guy comes down, they hit one of those shooters, they bang a shot. And right there, now you're pressing. Everything you go down, trying to, you're like, we have to score here. And when that's in your head and you lose the freedom to play, things like what to happen with the Eagles tonight happen. Devontae Smith's fumbling the football. A.J. Brown's fumbling the football. Jalen Hurts is fumbling the football. You lose the freedom that you need to play with to succeed. You're tight. Because you know if we don't score, the other team is getting points. It's horrible. And I don't see where it changes. The puppeteers got their puppet at head coach. And that's Roseman and Lurie. And it's all great when you're winning. But here we are coming off another ass-kicking versus a good team. Like, look at the points scored against us by good teams. It's comical. The Vikings got 28 with Cousins, and that's with Jefferson fumbling the ball through the end zone from the inch-yard line. Dallas got 23 against us in Philadelphia, and that's with Schoonmaker being in half an inch short of a touchdown, Dak stepping on the line um, on a two-point conversion, them going for a fourth and seven from the 30-yard line because they were down five points, them getting inside the seven-yard line and not, you know what I mean, with less than 10 seconds to go in regulation. Like, the points that they left on the board, it blows your mind. Kansas City got 21 against us, zero in the second half, and the great miracle about that was, one, they dropped a touchdown, though, that should have won the game. And it was pouring rain. Buffalo, look at 34. Like it's just we had to score 37. The Super Bowl, like last year, it was 38 to 35. I just wish we had a defense that we could all be proud of. That you're like, hey, the defense is gonna keep us in some games. We don't have that. I have no faith whatsoever when this defense goes on the field that they're going to get somebody to punt. 
ever. Like, think about that before halftime. Let's go back to that. Like, it's 17-6. Dallas gets the ball. Under two minutes to go. They scored a touchdown. No problem. We couldn't even hold them to a field goal. It was a touchdown. This is a broken team. It's not a good team. It's a bad team. And like I said, I don't have any faith in the head coach because he's done nothing to prove to me that I just... It's like, I don't want to say that... Like I don't. Do I think Nick Sirianni's a dumb... I don't think he's a dumb guy. But do I think he's the smartest football guy in the room? I don't. I just don't. I don't see anything from him. Like, I watch what Mike McCarthy does. Like, Mike McCarthy's been in the NFL for 20 years. His offense today is different than it was 15 years ago. Andy Reid, perfect example. We all saw... Like, we were running pro formation and I formation and all this stuff back when Andy was here. They don't do that anymore in Kansas City. I ask you this. In three years with Sirianni, have you seen anything on our offense that's been essentially an adjustment or a shift in philosophy? It hasn't. It's still his offense. You know, Chip got crucified for this when he was here. Nick's doing the same thing. But Nick's offense wasn't some, you know, brilliant, you know, new wave school of thought when he got here. Didn't come in with high expectations. But he doesn't change anything. It's the same offense. Like, go back and watch the film from 2021. It's the same offense. Go watch the film. It's the same offense. There's no new wrinkles. Dallas, to me, did not play well tonight. I don't think they played well on offense. I really don't. I don't think Dallas showed up tonight and played their A game. 33-13. That was not the Cowboys' best foot. Like They, they did not put their best foot forward. 33-13. They won by 20. And it wasn't that close. Dak gave us seven points. It's funny, right? It's funny, you know how Dak gave us seven points. Um, all I have to ever hear about the Super Bowl is in the second quarter, Jalen Hurts fumbled the football and they scored a touchdown. We talk about that play because for the Eagles to win their offense against a really good team, their offense has to play perfect. Dallas, let's think about last year, the Christmas game, Christmas Eve. Dak threw a pick six on like his first series. Anybody talking about that at the end of the game? Because they had 58 more minutes to, to remedy what just happened there. It's not about mistakes. Mistakes happen. It's football. But I mean, when you have to play perfect on offense to win games because your defense is... They don't have the ability to stop the other team. You can't win playing with a handicap like that. It's too hard. 
It's too much pressure. It's 2018 all over again, except we don't have a Super Bowl ring in our pocket. This team is flaming out. I mean, in the back of our minds, we all knew what this was. We all knew that, hey, <laughs> how good are we? We can't, like when, when Washington's getting stuffed by everybody they play, and we're thinking, man, they almost beat us twice. The Jets beat us. They didn't even score an offensive touchdown until like we gave them one intentionally. The Eagles just aren't, they're, they're not a good team. They're not good. They have 10 wins, but they're not a good team. Can it change? I guess, sure. I don't know if I have faith in the players, on offense especially. But I have no faith in the coaches. I don't have any faith in the head coach whatsoever. Because I don't want to see him do different stuff just for the sake of doing different stuff. Do stuff with a purpose. But the defense is so bad. Empathetic and, and just soft. telling you, I I have, I don't see any path to victory in beating the Seahawks. I really don't. You could tell me, well, their offensive line isn't really that good. We're going to talk about it on Thursday. I don't even want to go into it, but it's like our defensive line isn't good. And that's where they invested the money, right? Your O-line, your D-line, and your quarterback. Okay. But even the offense sucks. This team just isn't that good. Freaks and geeks of the weeks. Freak of the week, Fletcher. Cox, I mean, he got us our only touchdown. Sure. Jake Elliott, he went two for two kicking kicks. Geek of the week, Nick Sirianni. Howie Roseman. DK McDonald, our DB's coach. James Bradbury, Keely Ringo, Josh Sweat. Need I continue? Shaq Leonard was watching that game going, damn it, I might have picked the wrong side. I just wish I could tell you something that was a path for us to get out of this. The path is Jalen Hurts, I guess. I mean, he, he is the path. He has to literally play perfect football, and we have a shot. But I mean, even if, even if the Eagles somehow get through these next four games, which, spoiler, they're, they're not. 
They're not winning these next four games. I, I have a promise. I don't know what. I'm not saying they're losing all four. I'm just telling you that they're not going four and zero. You could make whatever bet you want. They're not going four and zero. But even if they did. They were blown out of the effing water for now five quarters. Think about the, the last five quarters against the Cowboys. Offensively, we have six points in five quarters. And San Fran, like I said, six straight touchdowns on you. <laughs> Those are the teams you got to beat. Another burn the tape game. Yay. Burn the tape. I wish I could find a positive. I really do. The positive is... They're not getting a buy. That's a positive, I guess, right? That's a positive. <laughs> the positive is <laughs> they might end up drawing the the Lions somehow in round two now. There's a better shot of that, obviously, than... That's their positive. That they may have to avoid... The, the Cowboys and 49ers may have to play each other in the playoffs. That's their positive. That's if they win the division. I mean, like... Like I said, they're not beating Seattle, but I mean Dallas has like some very hard games here. I'm not, and again, Dallas is a good team, so I'm not sitting here saying they can't win these hard games. They sure as heck can. And the Eagles are just as liable to lose to New York or Arizona, too. Like I'm telling you that. Don't rule it out. I don't want people like thinking those are sure that they're far from sure things. We'll be back Thursday. Continue to talk about what has become just an absolutely embarrassing football team. Thanks for listening.